This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello, and a very warm welcome to AMD in Focus, a new podcast series made in collaboration with the University of Aberdeen and the Aberdeen Maternity and Neonatal Data Bank, or AMND for short. This podcast aims to act as an educational resource to engage the public in understanding what AMND is and why it's so important to allow your data to be stored in this data bank. We ultimately want people to feel proud to be part of such a unique and successful resource that we are so lucky to have in Aberdeen. To introduce ourselves, we are Ellen, Grace and Seanan, three master's students currently studying global health and management at the University of Aberdeen. This first episode will explore the history of AMND and what makes it so special. We'll be hearing from our first guest speaker of the series, Dr. Sahini Bhattacharya, a senior lecturer in obstetric epidemiology at the University of Aberdeen. Dr. Bhattacharya's work involves innovative use of routinely collected health data, analysing and interpreting these data sets to inform and improve clinical practice. This episode includes clips taken from her interview with Dr. Heather May Morgan a multidisciplinary lecturer at the University of Aberdeen, who has kindly provided previous recordings of her interviews with staff and researchers from the University of Aberdeen. So Ellen, what is AMND? The Aberdeen Maternity and Neonatal Data Bank is a now computerised bank of data which stores information on all pregnancy and birth-related events that take place in Aberdeen. It is an invaluable source of information which is used for monitoring maternity and newborn care as well as providing a wealth of data used for research purposes. To understand a bit more about the history of AMND, let's hear from Dr. Bhattacharya, who explains the story behind its creation. Uh, The Aberdeen Maternity and Neonatal Data Bank, Amanda for short, um, is actually a database that has been recording all the pregnancy-related events and the uh, information from these pregnancies occurring in women who have been giving birth or getting pregnant in Aberdeen from 1950 onwards. Wow, so that's um, a huge resource now in terms of that's been running um, for over 70 years. So I suppose that leads to the, the next question about when it was established and by whom, where, wh- where did, why did this pop up in 1950? So it started in 1950, as I said, but the, um, well, the seeds of it was uh, laid even further back, so 49, 48. Some pregnancies were already recorded, almost like a pilot database. And of course, it was started by Professor Sir Dougal Baird, who gives his name to a lot of things in Aberdeen, as he, particularly health-related stuff in Aberdeen. And he was then the head of the Department for Obstetrics and Gynecology having in at Aberdeen, having moved from um, Glasgow in 48, I think it was. Um, he was a visionary, basically, in, in, in a word. And um, immediately saw the benefits of actually recording and acquiring and storing clinical data which could be used um, in the future for research purposes. And uh, pregnancies and births are actually a really good way of capturing normal populations because, you know, 
pretty much a lot of most people will give birth and everybody will have been born at some point or the other so it's a it's a really good way to capture um data around a population so if i was a patient in the aberdeen maternity hospital what kind of data would the bank collect from my medical records the information that's collected is relates to any pregnancy not necessarily uh, a delivery or a birth and that's really important and i'll tell you exactly why later um so all the information related to all pregnancies and occurring in uh, the aberdeen maternity hospital and these are arranged if i can you know give you an example in in four sort of mandatory records or four groups of records so the first is the woman's kind of own characteristics that are not changed changing over pregnancies things like the date of birth the blood group um height stuff like that um then there's the pregnancy records which is the pregnancy characteristics which are unique to the particular pregnancy and these are things like the last menstrual period um, number of antenatal visits what they found at the antenatal visits etc then there's the delivery characteristics or the delivery record which is um things like date of delivery um whether the baby was born by cesarean section or not whether it was a normal delivery and the fourth which is a neonatal record if there is a baby otherwise it's called a gynae record so if there's an early pregnancy loss and how that was managed that's the record but if there's a neonatal record if there's a baby born then things like the birth weight gestational age at birth etc so it's that's a very simplified version of what the complex database looks like that was a really informative summary of the type of information that is stored within amnd as we know with modern day medicine and particularly within nhs grampian patient records are transitioning to a digital format for ease of access within different hospitals However, this has not always been the case. Something that I found very interesting was the story behind the original paper records that were kept in files. Once again, we will hear from Dr. Bhattacharya, who will tell us more about the time before this digitization. That's a really re- nice story. So, basically, all the case notes that were actually recorded are still available and they're stored in the Dugalbert Center. in the maternity hospital and some of them have been archived it was archived in Woolman Hill now i'm not quite sure where they've gone now but what sir dugalbed you know when it's when he first started the database he was recording the um will take distilling the information from these case notes and putting them into what we call um the cope chat cards So in 1950 obviously there were no computers so the data was stored in coke chat cards which are actually sort of a5 size cards with holes punched all around the edge and each hole actually represents I'm trying to 
explain this verbally and it would be so much easier if I could actually show you the, the scope <laughs> chat card. But um, it's basically um, they're punched cards with holes punched around the edge with each hole actually representing a particular characteristic or a complication. Say, for example, preeclampsia or high blood pressure in pregnancy. Okay. Now, the hole that, you know, you have preeclampsia written against it would not be a hole, but a notch. So you would tear off that bit for somebody who actually had preeclampsia. So again, I'm struggling a bit, but if you took a stack of cards and put in a knitting needle through the hole that represents, that goes against um, the preeclampsia, all the ones who had preeclampsia because it was made, it, the hole was into a, made into a notch, those cards would fall out. Wow. Yeah. And that was that was how they would identify certain cases. And these cards were stacked in years. So you could very quickly tell you the what the rate of um, preeclampsia was for 1951, for example, just by doing this through the cards. And we still have those cards saved and we have the the knitting needle or something like a knitting needle that we can actually use to look at these things. Um, so in the beginning, because there weren't that many cards to go through, they used to be counted manually. But imagine if you're looking for all the normal deliveries in a year, that would be, you know, like counting everything anyway. So there was a machine that was um, that came into being. It was called the Hollerith machine. I hope I've got the pronunciation right. And that used to do the counting of the cards for you and would come out with a number. It was the Hollerith machine apparently was first used in uh, to uh, count the votes in uh, the American election in um, 50 something. <laughs> I can't remember. But that's how where it came. But going back to the Coke chat cards, there's a really interesting story as to how um, Dougal Baird actually thought of using the Coke chat cards. So apparently they used to use these Coke chat cards in um, police stations to record any um, sort of criminals or robbers, etc. And you would have robbery or um, the area that the person operated in, etc., whether he was in jail or not, as each of these holes, for imagine. Mm -hmm. And then you would put in a knitting needle through it to see if there was a robbery in a certain area, and you wanted to see who could, who were the culpable suspects, and those cards would fall out and. Dougal Bear thought, oh, we could use this for women who were delivering babies. So um, and that's how it started. As we mentioned at the start of the podcast, this is a very unique database that we have in Aberdeen, unlike any other of its kind. Our hopes are that we can help people realise just how special this databank is and how it really puts Aberdeen on the map. A lot of people don't know this, but AMND is the longest running continuously recording database in the world.
First of all, I mean, I think it's the longest, as far as I know, it's the longest running, continuously recording pregnancy-related or obstetric database to date. Sort of 1980 onwards, a lot of different countries started collecting national data, but national data is always much less rich um, data. So it's got all the numbers and things, but it won't give you a lot of detail in there. So it's basically the longest running database in the world, as far as I can I know. Um, it also captures the total population of Aberdeen, as I said, having the advantage of having only one maternity hospital makes a difference. So you capture all the births. It contains not just the deliveries, which a lot of databases do collect now, but it also collects any early pregnancy loss, like a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy or a uh, termination of pregnancy, for example. And because it can be related to the fertility unit in Aberdeen, um, it is possible to look at any fertility-related um, events occurring in the same women. And because you can, you have a unique number, in Scotland we are very fortunate, we have what is called the CHI number or the Community Health Index number, you can actually link all of the pregnancy-related events belonging to the same woman so that you can construct a, a, a like a complete reproductive history belonging to that woman. And we probably underestimate how important this is because a lot of what happens in a subsequent pregnancy is determined by or can be determined by what happened in the previous pregnancy. So previous pregnancy history is really, really important. And um, you can, in Scotland, we are also very fortunate, like I said, from 1980 onwards, we've got very good hospital records. So it's possible to link these pregnancy related, and you touched upon that, Heather, um, slightly before, to study other health consequences. And you can actually follow up the children who were born and look at sort of things that happened du during when the mother was carrying the baby in her womb to mm -hmm. relate that to what happens to that offspring's health later life. Wow, it's so impressive that this unique cohort of patient data spans generations and can be used to produce such groundbreaking research in Aberdeen and beyond. To appreciate the scope of data and what it can do, Dr. Bhattacharya elaborates further. The other big unique advantage is the intergenerational data. And that I'll elaborate a little bit. It's because Aberdeen is such a wonderful place. Everyone who comes here doesn't go away. So um, there we have great grandmothers, grandmothers, um, mothers and daughters all giving birth in the maternity hospital. And it's possible to link these people in this database to produce a intergenerational cohort. Um, and just to give you some idea about the numbers, we have approximately about 40,000 mother-daughter pairs, um, about uh, 
almost 10,000 grandmother, mother, granddaughter trios, and about 6,000 great-grandmothers. That's just absolutely overwhelming, really. And when you put it like that, just the the richness of that is, uh, and the, the kind of pride of the of the city of Aberdeen and the that that invention of this database and this creation of it and the maintenance of it to to allow this um, to all be documented and be made useful for not just individuals uh, and their families but but the wider research community as well is um, just so impressive. It is indeed. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. So, I mean, it would couldn't have happened in any other place. It was just, I think, providential that it happened in Aberdeen and Dougal Gebed happened to come to Aberdeen and found this unique opportunity because I don't know how it's happened, but there's been just been the one maternity hospital, maternity unit, even the midwives unit, so the women who deliver in the midwives unit also pass through the doors of the uh, Aberdeen Maternity Hospital so we can capture all of them. Um, we have a few uh, sort of, um, out, I wouldn't say outreach, but a few hospitals that do deliver normal deliveries and there's a few who deliver at home, but it's no more than about 3% of the population that we don't manage to capture by this um, through this database. So this brings us to the end of our very first episode of AMND in Focus, where we introduce the data bank and the impressive work that they do. Thank you to Dr. Sahini Bhattacharya and Dr. Heather May Morgan for providing us with the interview content. We hope that you will join us for our next episode where we'll be learning about intergenerational data. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.